0: Hello, and welcome to the Financial Emancipation Podcast. I'm your host, Malik Branch, and this is a daily podcast discussing the ways in which you can walk towards your financial emancipation, getting free from the burden of your finances. If you haven't already done so, head on over to Instagram and follow me at Financial Emancipation. Follow me on Twitter at FIN Emancipation. Follow me on Facebook and join the Facebook group at Financial Emancipation. And if you have questions, feel free to send me an email at financialemancipation at com. So today is Thursday, and we're going to do a little throwback Thursday to the to the beginning of the podcast and just the, the foundation of the financial emancipation journey. And so just to give you a little insight, I am a budget expert money manager. I've been managing um, money for the last 10, oh, wow, almost 11 years in my professional career. I manage budgets of that exceed $100 million annually. And I also took my own personal journey to walking towards my financial freedom. Um, about seven years ago, I really just got focused on my finances. I had been through a tumultuous time. Um, I had gotten into a, some credit card debt. But what really sent me over the edge was I had just started to begin to clean up my credit and really um, pay down any credit card debt that I had. And then um, my father passed away and he didn't have any life insurance. And I had to charge up uh, um, his funeral on my credit card that had just paid off. And after that, um, so that was a bill that I had just paid off the debt. And now that was a, a bill. And then I got hit with an IRS bill at the very same time. And so everything that can go wrong started to go wrong at one time. And 2009 and 2000, like 2008, 9 and a little bit of 2010 were just really terrible financial years for me. Particularly 2009, I did not shop at all. I couldn't really go anywhere. I felt really just like really tied to, but I just could not, you know, I had this debt hanging over my head. I had this IRS um, debt hanging over and it was really just it was a lot. It was a lot for me. And I had never been my situation. I had always always been in a pretty decent financial situation. So at that point, it was really stressful for me. And it really just kind of brought me down. And so and once 2010, I had turned 30, and I said, you know what? I'm not going to be beat down by this. I had you know, I worked really hard. I got to raise that work. I decided I was going to focus on paying down the credit card debt that I had. So I started to pay more on that. I got focused on paying down the IRS debt. I kind of got in a zone. And I decided that by my birthday, which is at the end of the year, I was going to be in a good place. I was going to be able to throw myself a party. And I was I I really just grinded that whole year. And so things started to take a turn up. You know, I had started making more money, was able to pay down. I paid off both those debts. And I learned in that moment that I had no emergency. Right. I had no um, I had no no backup. I had nothing in this in the stash for myself. And so when it came down to it, I was really in a bad predicament. So I knew that I never wanted to be in that way again. And so, and I was also at that point saying I was going to shy away from credit because credit had kind of gotten me in trouble. So I went about three or four years with no credit. I was living on a cash only basis. And that taught me about what I really wanted to buy and what I didn't. It gave me discipline about how I spend my money because it was like, if, if I didn't, I didn't have credit. So I was like, I'm going to spend my cash on this. I had to really assess whether or not something was important. And so I struggled a little bit on the savings. I would have savings. And then I, that's why I learned the fact that you can over save. And so I went through different things. I didn't pay attention to my credit at all for about two years because I just figured I don't have any credit. You know, I, my car was paid off at the time. I, I just wasn't focused on it. And then I just, and one day I said, you know, I really need to get focused on my credit. And so I, I started with that process again. And I ran my credit report. I, I looked at it. There were a couple of things on it. I got off. Um, when I was able to apply for a credit card, I got my first credit card back again, um, and they gave me probably like a two thousand dollar limit. I said, "Okay, here we go. We we're doing okay." And I was able to get another credit card for another two thousand. I said, "Okay," and so I started to build up my credit, um, and and you know, I was very cautious about using credit, but I used it in a very you know, um, responsible way, and I was very just very cautious about it. And so I was able to do that. And so, and what started to happen was I was insisting upon keeping my debts low keeping my debt low, keeping everything on my bills low, because I had had that experience. And so as I started to move up in my career and earn more money and more money, I started to see surplus. I started to say, okay, I can save here. I can do little extra things here. I started to go traveling again, which I like to do a lot. I started to travel again. I started to do things because I started to see a surplus, but I insisted on keeping my bills low. And so um, that is really the journey that I took To kind of, on my personal side, that kind of went along with everything that I knew from a professional side of managing money, I was able to combine those things together and walk towards my financial freedom. And so what I did at that point and where I am now is a point where I'm able to save a lot of money every month. I save, I put into my savings probably about $1,500 a month. I'm able to um, put, I have a separate savings for travel because I travel a lot. So I'm able to put a separate savings in there. Um, you know, I keep my credit cards paid down below the 30%. And that's because I choose how I want to spend and charge my credit cards. Anything I do, I plan really far in advance. I plan vacations very far in advance. I'm planning my birthday vacation right now. Um, I, because I want to be able to pay things off and take my time. Um, so those are the things that I've done personally that have given me, um, my personal financial freedom. and really was what makes me, someone who can talk to you about how you can walk towards your financial freedom. I'm not someone who was always in a great financial position. Like I said, those years were terrible and awful. And so having gone through that, I learned a lot of valuable lessons in there. I learned about what you can, what you should and shouldn't do. I learned who you should call and how you should operate and ways in which you can push through. And I learned a lot about the emotional toll finances can take on you and how you have to kind of take that power back from it or else you will be, you can, it can lead to like a really heavy depression on on your end when it comes to money, so I I I don't come into this journey just because I've done and managed money my whole career. I come into it with a combination of that along with the personal journey of my own personal finances as to how I can speak now about all the different ins and outs of personal finances. I own a home. I have financed a car before. I have had a car that's paid off. I have had credit cards. I've you know credit cards that tie. I've had them low. You know, I've had all different types of credit cards. I have different types of savings accounts. These are things that I speak to a lot from my own personal experience, as well as what I've learned and developed from other people. So it's really, um, it's a real combination of those things. And it makes it so that when I speak about these ways in which you can walk towards financial freedom, it comes based on knowledge from my career, my professional knowledge, but also my personal experience. And so I I just wanted to kind of tell you guys that because that's like, we haven't talked about that. But really, it's like how I come to this, you know. So it's Thursday. We're throwing back to the original. How did we get here? And that's kind of that's how I got here. And on top of that, I want to say, just kind of in the same spirit of a throwback, I wanted to kind of reiterate what the foundation of financial emancipation is. So emancipation is to get free from a system of oppression, right? And so, and to be emancipated from your finances is when your finances are weighing so heavily down upon you that they are dictating all the aspects of your life and they're not allowing you to live the free life that you want to live. We want to be free from that. We want to break those chains. We don't want to be stuck and determined and and, and relegated to certain spaces just based on our finances. Life is far too precious for just that. And so we don't want it to be just that. We want to see freedom. We want to see finances provide freedom rather than finances provide bondage. And so that is where the whole idea of getting your financial emancipation comes from. And lastly, the foundation of what I discussed and talk about with, with you is about the five ways that you can walk towards your financial freedom. I keep reiterating that because it's the foundation, it's the base, right, for every other thing we talk about, and it comes up every time when we discussed different ways about financial freedom. So the five ways to walk towards your financial freedom. And just so you just, if you're a new listener, if you go back to episodes two through episode six, I went into each one of these in detail, but I'm just going to cover them in general right now. So the five ways to walk towards your financial freedom is to one, stop being afraid to talk about money. You know, money is not the enemy. Your attitude towards money is so stop being afraid to talk about money. You have to be willing to talk about it openly and honestly. In order to address any issues that you have with money or finances, two, respect the money you have. So, most people walk around, they wish for money, or if I have more, if I just have more, but you see the ways in which they're demonstrating and acting with their money, they don't have any respect for the money they have. Why exactly would the universe give you more money? Three, honor your debts. You know, owing people money is not cute, whether it's a company or a person, owing people money is not cute, and being able to just dismiss that you owe people money and not pay them does not put good karma out into the universe for you. If you owe somebody, whether it's personally or business, you should make every concerted effort to pay that person back. Um, track your money. So you can't let your money fly around in the universe. and Just act like it's going to do it on its own. Money is not, does not have that much power. It cannot work on its own. You need to work your money. That means you need to track your money. You need to see where it is, know where it is, know what's going on with it. And finally, decide what you value and allocate your money accordingly. You have to take a good inventory of what you are spending your money on and you want it to reflect your actual values. And when in which it does not, you need to make adjustments. And that's why you would track you would decide what you value and allocate your money accordingly in a budget. So I just want to kind of go over some stuff that we have either not talked about that kind of goes back or just reiterate the very important foundation to how where what how this whole process derived and how we're going to continue to walk towards our financial freedom. So if you haven't already done so, head on over to Instagram and follow me at Financial Emancipation. Follow me on Twitter at F-I-N Emancipation. Follow me on Facebook at Financial Emancipation. Please join the Facebook group there. It's a great um, conversation that's happening there and I love to see folks engaged. And if you haven't if you have any questions, send me an email, financial emancipation at gmail dot com. If you're listening on iTunes, rate review, rate and review. It really is helpful for the process of getting the, um, the podcast out there. And again, I thank you today for listening and I hope you'll join me again tomorrow. Have a great day.